0: Following breaking news this hour. We got some breaking news. Breaking news disastrous PR stunt. Was it real?
1: Let's be very clear. It's a
0: PR stunt.
1: It looks like the whole thing might be an orchestrated publicity stunt. It was nothing more to advance their fake agenda.
0: Navigating a public image can be challenging, whether you're building a brand, rebuilding your reputation, or just trying to get on the radar. Image is everything. Everything. You need the public to trust you. But does the public trust anyone anymore? And has it ever trusted public relations? Welcome to Deep Dive, powered by Coldwater Communications, a 12-part series that explores, exposes, and explains the reality of public relations. I'm your host, Tamara Stanners. The media, they tried to bury what was an obvious hoax. The media is being questioned unlike ever before. What to believe. It's really hard. We really shouldn't trust anybody. Probably a brilliant publicity strategy. I'm sick of it. Let's face it, PR has a bad rep these days. Instead of public relations, it's often viewed as the first two-letter words of propaganda. PR practitioners are often seen as the puppet masters working behind the scenes to spin a situation to their advantage or to dupe the public. Ironically, the PR industry itself could use a healthy dose of positive public relations. Theodora Jean has worked across various sectors of the PR industry for more than a decade and is the founder of Coldwater Communications, a PR agency based in British Columbia's Sea to Sky region. Welcome Theodora, let's dive in. Okay, Theodora, why does public relations have such a bad reputation?
1: Well, I think the leading reason for PR's bad reputation really stems from the fact that it seeks to influence public opinions. And that in itself can really sound like mass manipulation. The way in which PR people are typically portrayed in pop culture doesn't really help either. They're often the people that are called in to clean up reputations or or hide the messy or inconvenient truth. But is that a reality that is reflective of most people who actually work in PR? Absolutely not. And in fact, most people I know who work in the PR industry are using effective communications practices for the greater good. So maybe therein lies the distinction. You know, it's in terms of reputation, public relations is bad and strategic communications is good. Um, What's the difference? There really is none. PR professionals are working to strategically build relationships between their clients and their clients target audiences and and that's it i think another reason is that sometimes organizations communicate really poorly with the public and that's either because there are no pr people involved or they just chose the wrong messaging or strategy so whether it's an absence or a screw-up every communication failure is so much more visible and high profile than success which is simply expected and goes unnoticed an example that comes to mind is with pearson airport in toronto And the airlines as well. You know, it's a really complex dance to run an airport. And the airlines actually do a lot that people think that the airport does. So it's been obviously a very hard time to restaff after the pandemic killed air travel for a good long while. And now there are major capacity problems and posts on social media every day about delays and planes that can't unload and so on. You know, and it's hard to believe that they didn't know that return to travel was coming. And now people are angry with the delays and not likely to be very sympathetic with the business challenges that they're facing. And some of this anger could certainly have been headed off by preparing or creating messages in anticipation of return to travel that would have sort of mitigated some of the negative impacts. And instead, the response now looks rather uncoordinated and really unprepared.
0: So why do you do it?
1: I do it because I believe that Good storytelling and effective communications are really key to our advancement as a society. And that's not an exaggeration. I think that storytelling is a critical driver of social change. And there are so many incredible breakthroughs and advancements taking place in the world that nobody knows about, because the people behind them either are too busy working on them, don't know how to translate the information into something the general public can understand, or they don't know how to go about spreading the news and it's such a shame and a missed opportunity. We often say, if somebody's doing something truly groundbreaking and nobody knows about it, does it have an impact? Well, perhaps on a select few, but does it reach its full potential? No. Does it get funded? No. Does it get widely adopted? No. Do people show up for it? Heck no. And that's where PR steps in. How do you
0: demonstrate that your work is ethical in a field that is viewed to be Anything but.
1: Well, you know, we call ourselves cold water communications and not cold water public relations for a reason. That way we absolve ourselves of any negative notions about our profession. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, though, ethics really needs to be at the core of what PR practitioners do and how they do it. But I really feel that it's a gray area. And let me explain what I mean. So, at the surface, strong ethics in PR. Um, can very easily be defined as, you know, having honesty, openness, transparency, respect, integrity. Um, And that sounds easy enough, right? But there are so many instances in PR where one may believe to be doing things for the greater good. But really, who are we to decide what's in the public interest? And how do we know that our clients or our bosses are really being truthful with us about the information that we're asked to disseminate? How do you trust the messaging when oftentimes you're not the one behind the data that's used to create it? So ethics and public relations really relies heavily on a personal moral compass, in my opinion. I've worked in PR long enough to see dissenting opinions on the same team about what's right and wrong. And it's not always about something that's very evident. Like, let's say, um, being asked to do PR for an oppressive government, um, that's very clear to everybody that it's wrong and so easy to turn down that kind of work. But it's sometimes something as simple as promoting one side of what ends up being a very divisive issue for many people. And nowadays, I find that there are so many divisive issues that we're faced with. For me personally, it's really about finding meaning in the work and honestly believing that it's for the greater good. But it is a deeply personal Decision and it often comes back to the question Is this really the world that I want to leave behind for my kids? When I take on a new client, um, I typically ask myself and the team three main questions Is the work potentially saving or improving lives? Is this work moving us forward as a society, whether economically, socially, environmentally, or even culturally? And is it possible that we could be wrong about this? And if so, what are the risks? And that's the most interesting question that we ask ourselves that usually um, brings on some kind of a debate among the team. So for example, in some situations, like the recent Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, it can feel like there are no real winners. It was a highly toxic relationship between two people that turned into a very expensive media circus. And quite clearly, a PR agency made money on both sides of the dispute, and we can see which one was more successful. But do we want to be this kind of agency? No. Nothing about either side of the argument really aligned with our core values and our principles. The news cycle is full of bad news and controversy, and it's too easy for attention to get pulled into that direction. For us, we often work with nonprofits that have amazing stories to tell about making the world better, And our expertise and our contacts are that extra little push that they need to get out there. So often a good story that would have gone unnoticed gets media pickup because we put it out there and we got it in front of journalists. And that's what we find most meaningful.
0: Do you have any examples of campaigns you've refused
1: due to ethics? I do, but I can't speak to specifics. Although I will say that I have been put in a few bad or uncomfortable situations in the three short years I've been running my agency. And what I find surprising is that sometimes people contact me to help them reputationally after they've broken the law. Assuming that, and I quote, well, I thought that's just what PR people do. Like if you throw enough money at the problem, some PR spin doctors will step in and smooth things over for you. Well, maybe there are people like that out there, but I'm not one of them. So I have no qualms about telling anybody to go sit in their shit and stew in it for a good long while. And those are extreme cases, but yes, there are also others where I feel like a potential client is on the wrong side of an issue, in my personal opinion. And if I don't believe in their view, I really can't help them to communicate it effectively. And this is one of the benefits and the challenges, I guess, of running a PR agency. All the things we work on are guided by my and our team members' moral compasses, and I hold my team members to high standards in that regard. They're not just hired for their skill and their experience, but also for their values, their good judgment, and their ethics. How can the
0: PR industry better promote the good work it does in order to alter its reputation?
1: Well, they can start a podcast for one. But no, really, I I think that we need to start talking more openly about some of the challenges we face within our industry and to showcase the good work that we're doing. I feel like people within the PR industry, and certainly in Vancouver, know each other, and know that we're mostly good people trying to do good work. We have a good reputation among our peers, which is great, but I don't think it's enough. So let's lift the veil of secrecy around our profession and actually explore whether the general public even knows what PR people really do. I'll bet most of them don't. So let's talk about it outside of our own echo chambers and our networks. That's one of the major motivators for us in starting this podcast.
0: Thanks, Theodora. That is a lot to consider, and ultimately, it comes back to trust. Trust is the foundation of public relations. Clients trust their PR team to communicate effectively on their behalf. PR professionals trust the media to present stories or messages accurately, and the media trusts the experts. But who does the public trust anymore? We'll dive in on the next episode of Deep Dive. Subscribe to Deep Dive for new episodes every month. For more information and social pages, visit coldwater-communications.ca.